listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have you been with me for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these, because I am going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything of me in my name, I will do it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Welcome. I have to apologize. I was so excited to get out here for Mass, I put the wrong color on. So it's supposed to be red for the martyrs. There's a little bit of red in here, and my embarrassment, I'm turning red. So <laughs> my apologies. You're supposed to, like, correct me here. That's your job, okay? So my apologies. Um, praise God. Uh, we have a, a wonderful feast day today, two of the 12 apostles. And uh, it's easy to get James the Greater and James the Lesser uh, confused. Um, we today is James the Lesser. So uh, James the Greater is the brother of John. So James and John, the sons of Zebedee, the fishermen who were with Peter and Andrew, he is the James who ended up going to Spain. So the pilgrimage, the walking pilgrimage called the Camino to Santiago, Compostela, Tiago in Spanish is James. That's James the Greater, or which might mean he was older or taller, but that's not today. Today is James the Lesser, who may have been either shorter. <laughs> it's okay, Brother Pius, you know, like, um, or uh, younger, younger. So Brother Pius is both shorter and younger than me. So um, Brother Pius, the lesser. And for Franciscans, that's the best compliment you can get to be called the lesser, you know, right? This is the brother or cousin of the Lord, Bishop of Jerusalem and martyr, and the author of the letter of James in the New Testament. So that's this James, and uh, then we know Philip as well. Um, we have a, another Father Luke in our community, so there's two of us, and so there's always jokes about how do you distinguish the two, uh, Father Luke the Greater and Father Group Luke the Lesser, and St. Francis doesn't want any of his friars being called the Greater, it's, you know, so it's Father Luke the Lesser, and then Father Luke the Lesser-er. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can call him Junior, and you can call me Monsignor, okay. But uh, so we have... James the Lesser, so Philip and James. Of course, we know over in Philipsburg, we have the parish of Philip and James. That's the head of our deanery here, so we pray for them. We've got our bishop, James Cecchio. Today's his name day. It's also the anniversary of his consecration as the bishop here. So many graces overflowing. And um, the uh, readings here are just so beautiful. And uh, especially the Gospel of John is such a feast. 
Every little line in the Gospel of John is such a feast. And uh, this particular passage is just so amazing where Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father is in me. I am in the Father. Um, whoa. <laughs> you know, just really beautiful and powerful words that the Lord is giving us here today. And you know, um, if we had an opportunity to do a Bible study together on the Gospel of John, that would be such a treat. And you know, each gospel has kind of unique things about it. So in the Gospel of John, there are some really unique things that John does. We really believe the Holy Spirit inspired him. And so you have words that John used to explain what it means to be a person of faith. He never uses the word faith or belief as a noun. In John, it's always a verb. It's something, it's an action. It's, it's dynamic and it implies that it's a relationship with another. So it's a trusting and a believing relationship with God. And for John, believing is often described as seeing. So seeing the Lord, um, hearing. So seeing and hearing and touching is always kind of uh, words that John will use to, to talk about faith, to, to believe. We've seen the Lord, we've heard him. And it's interesting because there'll be these details that will happen in the prologue of John. That's the very beginning of the Gospel of John. And this, this prologue, every little thing that happens in there will play out later in the Gospel. So today is one of those days where we say that those who've seen Jesus have seen the Father. In the prologue, we're told that Jesus is in the bosom of the Father. John 1.18. And then that word comes up again at the Last Supper when John is at the bosom of the Lord, resting his head on his chest. And the impression that you get from this is that Jesus uh, has this very special relationship with the Father, what we would call the Trinity, right? The one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then Jesus is now inviting us into that relationship, particularly at the Eucharist. When we receive him, he is in us, literally, right? And that's another word that is very big in the Gospel of John is to abide, to be in. Another word for that is communion, to be united. And that is very beautiful and powerful. And uh, so we have some very rich and uh, thought-provoking kind of uh, readings today that uh, the Lord presents to us as uh, we come together here to worship. And um, we have this, uh, this line about Philip says something really bold. Just show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. If I was Jesus like, oh, is that all? Is that all you want? You'll want to see God the Father, you know, like anything you could ask for. That's the that's the biggest thing you could ever. And it's the beautiful vision. It's to like see God, <laughs> to see God, right? In the Old Testament, you remember how they would talk about it? Whoever sees God will die, <laughs> you know, like the, the Holy One. So you have God like passing behind Abraham, like, okay, just come behind me. Like, don't let me see, you know, and um, and guess what? This is exactly what is waiting for us. This is exactly what Jesus came it's the whole, the end game for the redemption. It's not just to forgive us our sins, but it's to bring us into a relationship with God and that when we die and we get out of purgatory eventually, we will see the Father face to face as he is. It's the, it's the biggest thing you could ask for. Just show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. You know, like what a bold request. And Jesus replies, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father and I are one. And so something very beautiful and profound that's there. And you know, um, I'm going to draw a couple of interesting conclusions from this. Um, so given 
this reality of the gift of faith being about a relationship where we're kind of welcomed in to the loving communion of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We get to share in that loving communion with the Trinity. Um, one of the places where this happens in particular is the family. It's the Catholic belief about the family, a mom and a dad and a child, um, in a communion of love of persons is a, an icon or an image, a reminder, a living reminder of God himself, the Trinity. And um, I, I mention that because um, two reasons. First of all, we are having a novena for the family starting tomorrow. So for nine days, the mass intention will be for families. So you can either write your intentions on a little piece of paper, or if you're watching us over the internet, uh, bluearmy.com, bluearmyshrine.com, you can submit your intentions and all those intentions get placed in a basket underneath the altar. Oh, it's right here. I don't know wherever the camera is. You can see this. And um, so to have your family and the name of your family and your intentions to be here and to be placed in the altar for prayer is so important to, to invite graces into your families, particularly those of us who have struggles and difficulties. If you've got some need for healing or reconciliation, or maybe you've got children or grandchildren who don't go to church or who have been won over by the confusion of the world. You know, I believe the graces that God is going to give through this novena for the family uh, is going to be really powerful. So get in on it. Okay. <laughs> A little commercial and advertisement for everybody to get in on this novena for family starting tomorrow. And let's remember that the very last letter of Sister Lucia, the, the Fatima visionary, the very last letter, very famous letter, she wrote to a cardinal at the Vatican, and she, she said that the final battle, those were her words, the final battle will be over marriage in the family, the devil's attack on marriage in the family. And uh, at this point, by 2022, I think we can, it's, I feel confident to say that was a prophecy that is true. <laughs> You know, all the confusions surrounding what is marriage, what is family, uh, confusions surrounding sexuality, and then the um, confusion over the, the scourge of things like, you know, pornography and other alternative opinions about marriage and um, abortion. Um, all of this is kind of a demonic attack on God's plan. It really is. And even good people have become confused by the world in different ways. And uh, so today we're kind of celebrating and rejoicing what, what appears to be, uh, and I'm not getting political here, but it appears that the Supreme Court in the US is about to overturn Roe v. Wade. And, uh, and if that's true, then that's a beautiful step in the right direction in, in terms of this battle against evil and, and the devil and, and to, to hold up for what is true about the dignity and value of life and marriage and family and sexuality and the dignity of the human person. Um, but our, our happiness is also mixed with a profound sadness, whereas so many of my college friends were sharing with me last night and this morning, so many people are so angry on the internet and on the news, and they're just so incredibly enraged that we would dare, you know, defend the life of the in the womb, you know? So it's a wake-up call for us to, to be a little more sober and uh, aware of just the reality of just the, the level by which evil and confusion has permeated our culture, you know, and, and many cultures, but particularly here. 
and maybe even some dear family members and friends, you know, we've had tensions in our relationships over differences of opinion and people have been confused or won over and have been deceived. And so what we don't want to do is we don't want to be, you know, angry and judgmental and looking down upon people, but rather to be moved to compassion and to particularly through our prayers, the grace of the Lord for healing, for mercy, particularly if anybody has had some relationship with the abortion topic for God's forgiveness, for his mercy, for his healing, uh, but also for those who've been confused by the world that the, um, well, in the language of the Gospel of John, the light, that the light would shine and scatter the darkness. You know, and some, he tells us in the prologue, some people hate the light and reject the light because their deeds are evil. And so those words of the Gospel of John have a particular poignancy for us nowadays, huh? And so um, we want to give a joyful witness, but also a witness that is like a light lifted high to illuminate the darkness and not in a way that's condemnatory or political or right wing versus left wing or Republican versus Democrat. Like none of that applies for us. It's all about the truth that God himself has revealed and, and what it means to be people of the truth and people of authentic love. And um, that begins in the, in the home huh, with our families. So. On this day, you know, we pray for the grace to, um, to be holy, certainly the grace to be um, witnesses to those in our lives, to, to what is true, what is good, what is beautiful, what is loving, what is of God. And uh, on this day, for the feast of our great saints, we give thanks. Amen. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans